Hey, if you're back, welcome back. Uh, this is episode three. Hey, we'd like some feedback from you guys. Is it going too long? Is it going too short? You guys enjoying the content or not? I guess there's only one way you can really get a hold of me, and that's the email address at this point. And that's hearmefollowhim at gmail.com. I think I might do a Facebook page or some other venue to, to get into more different forms of communication with people. But yeah, your feedback would be very much coveted. Well, here's episode three. Enjoy. All right, I'm going to jump uh, right into it. Been looking at the um, life of Jesus Christ from conception, from being a young boy to now at this point, um, growing up. But before Jesus Christ was uh, conceived in a womb, somebody else was conceived, which would be his cousin, John the Baptist. So just kind of looking at scripture through that lens. In a way, it's kind of like uh, with Mary and Jesus, that's the God track. And with uh, Elizabeth, Zacharias, and John, John the Baptist, that would be man's path. At this point, um, all we know about John, right, is he grew up in the wilderness and the Lord was with him. But we're going to catch up with him here at the age of 30. So, I mean, approximately John is about, I say, six months. My math could be off here. Yes, it's like six months older than Jesus. He was born first. John hops back on the scene. He's 30 years old and he comes out of the wilderness and he is preaching. At this point, he's still John, but I think he gets his name at this point, John the Baptist, because he comes preaching a message of repentance of sins. And um, you can see this account in all four Gospels. If you want the bridge version, uh, go with uh, Mark 1. But I'm going to like touch on a little bit of um, the rest of the three because they all have important things in them. And it really tells the story of John the Baptist. He's not in the Bible much, but he's very pivotal. Again, look at it like John is on man's path with God and Jesus Christ is on God's path, of course. One conceived totally by man, one conceived by the Holy Spirit. So in Luke 1, you get an account. Luke 3, I'm sorry. Luke 3, chapter 1. (laughs) Luke 3, verse 1, if I could get my words out this morning. It it speaks of this. It starts with this. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, being governor of Judea, and Herod, being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Ituria and Trachonotheus and Licinius, tetrarch of Albaline, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of the Lord came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. So, I mean, what I like about um, Luke's version there is it kind of gives you a hierarchy of the governmental status of what was going on. When they were born, when Jesus was born, Herod was a king. Um, now Herod is passed, right? Jesus comes back and them being grown, they no longer have a king, right? They have a governor, Pontius Pilate, uh, Tiberius is the Caesar. So when Jesus is flipping a coin and says, whose inscription is this? The Caesar at the time, we know from Luke 1. But it's, a, it's that very time. And these are um, the, the guys, Philip, Herod, they're all King Herod's kids. I think a tetrarch is... um. It's basically a king in a smaller region. So if you had like a larger county, you might have been the king. But if we give you smaller districts, excuse me, within the county, then you would be a tetrarch over those smaller regions within the county. But you still had some powers, less than a king, but powers of a king over your region. So it's at that time 
that John came out of the woods, we finally meet him again 30 years later preaching that way of forgiveness. And he does this to fulfill what's in the Old Testament about the word of um, from Isaiah that says he will come making straight the paths of the Lord. But that's in Luke 3. Another, another variation is in Matthew 3 that I like. And the reason why I like this is this is the it kind of takes account the first and only iteration that you see Jesus and John talking with each other. Now, you know, earlier in scripture, when they met in the womb, they leapt for joy. But, you know, John was born, boom, gone. And Jesus, they went to uh, Bethlehem and they never met each other. But now they met each other. And in Matthew three, it gives an account of the clothing that John wore, because apparently being out in the wilderness, he learned how to survive. And uh, he wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locust and wild honey. But hey, here in the account here in Matthew, when he came to the River Jordan, uh, proclaiming that everybody uh, listen to this message of repentance and get baptized, uh, many people came to him all over Jerusalem and Judea. And of course, just like you would imagine, the, uh, the, the religious people of the day, they had to send their people out there to question, to see, hey, what is going on? Why are people going out there to John the Baptist? And in Matthew 3, the account of it is when those people showed up, the Pharisees and Sadducees, like, why are you baptizing all these people? He responded to them with, with this in verse 7, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruit and keep him with, with repentance and do not presume to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winning on fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff, he will burn with unquenchable fire. Yeah, he was preparing the way for the Lord because that's the way that he will talk to the Pharisees and Sadducees too, as they will come out, always trying to ask questions and seeing what Jesus was doing. To jump back to Luke 3, I, I like that iteration. That's what he answered the Pharisees and Sadducees. But when he came preaching for repentance, a lot came and asked him in Luke 3. Like teachers said, what, uh, what must we do? Tax collectors, what, was, what must we do? Uh, soldiers, what, was, what must we do? And John would tell them, you know, hey, don't take more and extort more than what your wages are. Be fair, share your tunic and, and things of that nature. But as we jump back to um, to uh, Matthew three, that's where they have their first. The, I, I think it's the first red letter words that uh, that Jesus has, and it's him talking to his cousin John the Baptist. Now that they're in their thirties, for him to formally start his ministry, because um, John did not want to baptize Jesus. Like when he saw Jesus coming up to be baptized, of course, John's like, man, you should be baptizing me. Like more or less, I, I've said it a few times, you know, I'm I baptized with water and you baptize with the Holy Spirit. And I'm trying to get to the scripture here. Yes, it is Matthew three. Uh, I'm going to start from 13 and read through um, 15. Matthew three, verse 13. 
Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him in red letters. Let it be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And of course, he, he baptized Jesus and the Holy Spirit descended upon him. The, uh, the best account, the most detailed account of John, after he becomes John the Baptist 30 years later, after he gets the call, is in John 1. Of course, you know, it starts with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word is God, and the Word was God. But you know, when, when the Word was born, that's Jesus Christ, that's Mary being born. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. But listen to the testimony of John here, of John the Baptist in John 1 verse 15. It says, John bore witness about him and cried out, this is he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. So John was already out there at, at the Jordan River proclaiming that, hey, this guy right here, I know I was born first. I might look older, but he is from way, way before me. And because of this, like the Jews came in the testimony here that's written in John one. And this is in verse 19. I'm going to paraphrase it so we don't to get down to the story here. So they sent the, the Jews when they came out, they asked him questions here. Like, are you Elijah? Who are you? And of course, uh, John is, is telling them the truth. Like, look, I'm not the Christ. I, I am not Elijah. I'm not a prophet. And they're like, look, um, give us an answer. The people who sent this here from Jerusalem are going to want an answer. And he gives them the same answer. He tells them, like, uh, I, I baptize with water. And the one that is among us that you don't know is here with us. And the very next day, according to um, to the book of to, to John, chapter one, he saw Jesus coming and he said in chapter in verse twenty nine, John one, verse twenty nine. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Thirty. This is this is he of whom I said after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him. You jumped in a womb. Because you met, you knew him through the spirit. But in 31, I myself did not know him. But for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain. This is he who baptize, baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the son of God. It don't get no clearer than that. And I'm telling you, John bore witness that met this guy right here. Ancient of days before me, he was here. And I was told when I came out the, out the wilderness what I'm looking for, what is going to happen when I see the Son of God. And he bore witness to it in front of everyone. And a lot of people believed John and a lot of people were baptized. So it, it's kind of cool seeing um, 
how the how they grew up. Immaculate conception, uh, both boys, everybody wondering what they will become. When John gets the calling to come, he becomes John the Baptist. And he's baptizing by water so the people of Israel can see the Son of God. And his, his testimony there in John 1 really shows that he saw and he bore full witness that this, my friends, is the Son of God. Man, John didn't have much else really in, in, the, in the Bible. There's another part that's, that's really beautiful when his disciples are having an argument with the Jews. But like John would just tell the truth. And the same way that they got Jesus to me is the same way that they try to get John. So they already sent people out like, hey, questioning, what's he doing baptizing out there? But Herod, one of the Tetrarchs, um, Herod the king's kids, he was messing around with his brother's wife. And I guess John is just going to tell the truth and be like, hey, Herod, that's that's not right. You know what I mean? That's just not right. We are Jews. We are Israelites. That is not right. And, you know, that's not right. So Herod, within his power, had him locked up. And that's really all you get of John. So John is in the Boyd County Jail or in your local regional jail. Still alive, but that's it. But he served his purpose. And and I'm going to jump into that in the next one of when John Another account and a, and a few more mentions of John the Baptist and then kind of uh, wrap up John the Baptist and get into Jesus Christ, the son of God and his ministry. But you know what? At the end of the day, you got to understand the Bible more to see how it kind of applies because history repeats itself. And the more that you get ingrained in the word of the Lord, the easier it is to see with the same eyes, you'll see something so totally different. And it is beautiful. You've heard it said, but I'm here to tell you that it's true. The word will reveal itself to you in different ways as you're more receptive to it. And I always like to end with this. Hear me. Follow him. God is good. Amen.